Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. It's that generous time of year yet again, where we highlight charity brews, breweries and bars, giving back to the community. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So I feel like we have to address the elephant <laughs> in the room. We do, if you're watching this. This is video. literally, we do this <laughs> more often. This has happened numerous times yeah, with yeah. glassware, shirts, whatever. Yeah. Did not speak to each other in advance. No. And we are literally wearing the same t-shirt. We're wearing our pink coven t-shirts. Like, I mean, I don't know what your thought process was, but I was just like, I'm going to go put my coven t-shirt on. Yeah, I wasn't wearing we, it today. No, I wasn't wearing it <laughs> I went today. and I changed into yeah, it. I was wearing my Fight Like a Girl t-shirt at work today. And I was like, I'm going to go put this on because, you know, not only is the coven amazing, and if you're not following them on Instagram, you should. I'll put it in the in the show notes. But we raised money through our Brave Noise beer with Mirakai to help them fund wellness officers for festival so i felt this was if it felt like the t-shirt. most for me it felt same, like the most charitable time. shirt that i had so yeah. i was like yeah yeah let's go with that um so i bought I've, i'm just gonna regale you with like a really sad story I um i mean you already you already know it but no. everyone else that doesn't know it so this is i bought one of two t-shirts um this is my this is the one that she's delicate isn't it yeah or no yeah oh, no yeah. mine's different so mine is oh, oh no 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 yeah no this oh, is yeah. the may, may your may your uh may your be be, yeah this is the the brewer's yeah. prayer one yeah, yeah so i've got this one yeah. i love it but i also had the one that was she's delicate not like flowers but like unfermented <sighs> unfermented sugars yes and i fucking love that top it was so this one's the tie-dye one the other one was just plain pink i brought that to greece with me <gasps> oh it was in the suitcase <laughs> It is in the infamous suitcase oh. that's been missing. So I oh, haven't no. even tried to look if I can replace it, um, if I can buy it again in my size. But I know that they like went, like the last time she got, st- Pip got stock in, they went out of stock really, really quick. So I'm really sad about it. It's fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, RIP to one of my, I oh, wore that like no. so much out there as well. And it looked yeah. really good tucked into like my high-waisted shorts. And it was like... It was great. I literally, I wore it, I wore it somewhere. I think I wore it somewhere and someone was like, oh my God, I love that shirt. And I was like, thank you. Um, and now it's, I don't know, anyone's guess about where it is in the world oh, is as good as mine. So it's probably on an auction nice. site somewhere for someone that doesn't even understand what the shirt is. No. They're going to get my bag and they're literally not even going to know what it, what it means. They're just going to be like, cool, a t-shirt. Like great. I at least hope that whoever gets it is going to someone that doesn't have a lot of clothes. Yeah. And that needs the t-shirt. That needs a badass bitch in pink t-shirt. Yeah. Um, really sad. And fingers crossed I can replace it, but I've just been too sad to even really look at anything. <laughs> so that's been the news for me. Uh however, in the spirit of charity, what I do want to say is like, oh my God, thank you so much to Wild Weather because I messaged them being like, guess what else is in there my white cephalopod shirt was in there uh and i've got the black cephalopod shirt and if anyone like has read anything that i've posted or anything like that that is literally like my favorite shirt fits me like a glove and so 
I was really gutted when the white one was gone because I was like, that's the perfect summer brewery shirt because it's light colored and it's just great. Um, I feel cute in it. It's brilliant. But obviously that was in the bag as well. So I messaged them knowing that they were getting rid of the last of their stock. And I was like, I don't think they've got any left. So I messaged them like, do you have any mediums left of the white shirt? I know that you are very, very low to none. And they happened to have some left and they were very kind enough to just give them to me. (laughs) They were like, we "We are getting new stock in of t-shirts. So like you can just have this like this we don't know you know we were we were debating what to do that anyway so Aww. we know that you love it we know you love the shirt so here you, here you go the like, here's the shirt and here's a backup for the shirt like thank you so much it was incredibly generous I felt like that was a really good way to sort yeah. of start this episode with generosity yeah. and just giving back like that is just a really nice thing I, I ended up buying beers from them even though I was like I don't need I was like I really genuinely don't need more beers but if you're not gonna let me buy the shirt I'll buy the bits. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I I was it all works out in the end. Yeah, it was nice because now I've got like that one was like literally my favorite. Um, my elusive one was <laughs> was in there as well. Oh. And they literally only had an XL left. So I, I I bought the XL and I'm just gonna have to figure out how to magic it and turn it into something that fits a little bit better. Cause it's because it's a V-neck, it obviously doesn't it like sit where it's it's big yeah. enough on me it doesn't sit in the way that it should so it didn't fit me like my original one did but I don't think they're getting any more v-necks in so I just bought it and I was like I'll just have to figure out how to make it work if anyone's got the the skills to I do yeah I know you do but I didn't want to ask you <laughs> to do it because I, I already asked you to brew beers for me <laughs> Fine. so it's if you someone can, if you can, if you can turn it into a crop top for me or I don't know make it look really good somehow to fit me I'll be really happy but the next time we'll look at it and we'll see what we can do <laughs> thanks thank you for your generosity Joe. that is two actions of generosity down and uh, a whole episode to go so I'll let you sort of kick things off I guess yeah so we are we're looking at a few beers like I mean there are quite a few charity beers out there, but we've picked a little selection for you today in case you're not aware of some of these. Um, we've already cracked open because it's only Tuesday, but it's been a week for both of us already. Although oh, this yeah. one is alcohol-free. Um, we cracked open our cloud water soda that they did in support of endometriosis UK. And this is the blueberry pear and ginger one. I'm enjoying it. It's lovely. Yeah, so they partnered up with Root to Ginger, which is a Manchester-based um, company that specializes in ginger drinks, and uh, it's just a really lovely color. Like um, it's just it's this so... very deep ruby color. I didn't just, really mm. read what kind of soda it was, and when you were drinking it, I'm like, "What's she drinking?" It looks like a sour. It, almost. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be this color, but it is beautiful. When you just t- look like, at it, when you just look at it, it's beautiful, and it pulled with this like gorgeous, gorgeous, like beetroot coloured head. Yeah, it's kind of, it was, if you're watching the video, it's kind of clinging to my glass, and you can see it. Oh, it was just lovely, and um, I knew that it said ginger on it as well as the blueberry and pear, but for some reason, when I went to smell it, like you look at it and you think your brain thinks one thing, and then you go and smell it, and it's very ginger, yeah, like very ginger. But actually, I it's found not- that it was very very ginger but with this like fruity undertone yeah. to it, probably from the blueberry and the pear that made it so interesting yeah it's not like really like hot ginger if that makes sense like sometimes you have gingery things and you're like Ooh, 
hello um this is i wrote that on my notes nicely balanced i wrote that in that it's not too spicy like not spice but it's not too spicy yeah especially in taste as well it's quite like it's very ginger first and foremost but it's very like smooth very subtle i've had so many cloud water sodas before as well and they all tend to look like literally a glass of juice yeah i know some people don't like cloud water sodas i really do like cloud water sodas um so i was really excited to try this one because it's a bit interesting and um yeah just really weird to look at it and then smell it and taste it even when you know what's in it because it just doesn't it it totally (laughs) just looks like i'm drinking a sour a really delicious sour it doesn't taste like a sour well no it doesn't taste like a sour. well i mean i mean yeah no you're right it's not sour but it does remind me of drinking a sour without the tartness i think for me it tastes like the taste itself i feel like would be for me more akin to drinking like I don't know, the mouth feels a bit different, but like, like it doesn't have that tartness. It doesn't hit in the same way like the sour does, but mm. maybe something that's a bit more like farmhousey, but not as funky. Mm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because you've got that spiciness to it. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, yeah, really complex, really interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a really good one. It's probably worth noting as well. This is not the first time that we've done a charity episode as well so like we know yep. there's this massive exhaustive list uh of breweries and beers themselves that are, are charity we've covered a whole bunch of them um i mean you hear us talk about brave noise literally like all, like, the, time. all the time and we're still going to keep talking about yep. it we'll probably mention it today a fair we already amount. did yeah. we already did we, <laughs> we literally already did yeah um but i think you know this is by no means like the stuff that we talk about today is by no means like the only charity beers that that are out there it's just what we've covered in the moment and I did try to even dig out like a I tried to ask around to see if anyone had a list because I know for like Brave Noise you can go on the website and you can get an exhaustive list of who's doing Brave Noise and for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day which we'll talk about in in a minute for obvious reasons um the Crafty Beer Girls had a whole list of like everyone that was brewing one and you know where you could get it what it was called so I wasn't sure if there was something similar for charities in the UK and I've not been able to find an organized list so it's just had to be a google and suggestions job so I I think someone needs to make one maybe I need to make I suppose maybe it changes quite frequently doesn't it oh of course but I think it'd be interesting to have like anytime someone's brewed one Mm. to like put it on there and then after a set amount of time you can just clear the list I don't know after a year every year put a new one on there and then yeah if, if it, even if you can't get it anymore at least people know what was out there because mm. I, I don't know about you but for me even if a beer isn't a charity beer if a brewery has in the past supported charities that I care about I still want to support them even if they're doing it with a with something that's not a char- charity beer because for yeah. me that makes them good people in my book so it'd just be good to know who's doing charity stuff and who's like who you should support really yeah that's that's a very good point it's been a long day if we miss anything or get anything wrong find it in your hearts to be kind and generous and just be be nice to us be charitable to us today we're trying still trying to get that content out there for you and enjoy these beers while also being very tired and very (laughs) in need of the beer but not so much great for me great with the words right now so joe I'm going to let you start things with this beer that we're drinking or the non-beer that we're drinking. <laughs> right. So um, 
this came in a pack. So when I got this, and I think you got this this way too, um, I got this from Cloudwater in their International Women's Collaboration Brew Day pack. Um, and it came with... Uh, it was a coffee oatmeal porter. With a coffee oatmeal porter. Um, called A Herald of Change and Disruption. There you go. And that was with Girls Who, Gr- Girls Who Grind. We love a bit of Girls Who Grind. That's who ours was with as well. Uh, yes, we did use Girls Who Grind, Girls who grind for coffee. us. Um, they, got, they got around this International Women's Collaboration <laughs> Brew Day. Well done, ladies. I think they're definitely getting like more known, especially mm. for like having their stuff added into beer because they're yeah. like they are really good we've talked about them before um we've highlighted them before and we've done uh the coffee episode actually i think it was so yeah. go back and listen to that because we do talk about them on there and i think we've talked about them numerous times and i've definitely ordered from them and yeah they're really great but like what they do just as a coffee shop is really great so yeah it's no wonder why if you're doing a charity beer or you're making anything that has uh that you want to be good <laughs> you use a good company to do it yeah and 50% of the profits of the soda would go to support the work of endometriosis UK. Uh, so if you're not sure what endometriosis is, around 1.5 million people assigned female birth currently suffer and live with endometriosis. So a high level explanation for, we have pulled from the endometriosis UK website is that it's a condition where cells similar to the ones in the lining of the womb are found elsewhere in the body and monthly these cells react in the same way to those inside the womb, except the blood in this instance doesn't have a way to escape the body. This causes inflammation, pain, and formation of scar tissue, which can impact in ways including chronic pain, fatigue, depression, and isolation, an impact on sex life, the inability to conceive, and difficulty fulfilling work and social commitments. So it's really not a nice condition that quite a lot of people are currently suffering from so for it to be highlighted i think as well because often like people don't people don't know what that is and people don't realize that they are suffering from it so i think that's i think that was really interesting that that's what cloud water chose to highlight with their soda yeah and i think it's i think the thing about it as well that's like really important is it's one of those like in almost invisible yeah it's one of those invisible conditions because um, a lot of people can suffer from it, but like you don't like from an outside perspective, like you don't know. I mean, if you're if you're using the example of like, you know, someone getting their period as like, you know, so you don't always know if someone's having their period unless they're like, hey, guys, I'm in pain and <laughs> right. I'm on my period. Like yeah. it's that kind of stuff that you just don't see unless someone tells you and someone can say to you, like, oh, I'm just really tired. Like I'm I'm exhausted or I don't feel like going out. And to the outside world, it could just look like they're mildly depressed or maybe they're just having a bad day. And like people just be like, oh, stop exaggerating. I think it's one of those things that people go, don't exaggerate. You're, you're fine. Just get on get on with life and they don't really in they don't really realize how much the pain is or the impact that it has on people like I know people that have this and yeah it's like they can be fine some days and then they can just be really shit some other days and people just basically are like well you were fine the other day so I think yeah it's really important to be highlighting something like this yeah definitely so yeah they they brewed this obviously like we said for international women's collaboration brew day uh, obviously we've talked about international women's collaboration brew day numerous times we've partaken it this year um for high level for anyone that's not 
heard any of those episodes if you're new to us or whatever else uh joe do you want to give like literally a very quick high level of of what that is uh, yeah so it's um usually what happens is breweries will open their doors either to women in the local beer industry or um sometimes as well women in the local beer community to come in brew beers with them learn about what it's like to work in the beer industry just to really highlight that you know like anyone can work in the beer industry um and by going in and seeing people doing that then it and being able to take part um it shows people what they can do because you know you know when you're at school there's no one telling you you could be a brewer (laughs) I wish someone told me when I was at school like yeah actually you could you could go into beer and then I wish I like I was literally I I wish I cared a bit more because um so I I did a I did GCSE an A level and a, a GMBQ in art and when I went to we don't call them guidance counselors but to like the equivalent of a guidance yeah, the equi- counselor. I can't even remember what we call them now, but you know, went to that that person and you start talking about what jobs you want to do. I literally got told, oh, I mean, there's not really that many jobs in art. Harsh. <laughs> but and I, I was just like, right. And I went back to like my art teacher and she was like, Are you joking? Like, literally everything in this room was made by an artist. Like, everything has to be designed. Food has to be designed. Buildings have to be designed. Your clothes have to be designed. Like that, all of this you is art. It, though, everything you, watch, you, everything you watch on the television, that's art. Everything, everything you go to the cinema or you go to the theatre to watch, all the music, that's art. Like all of that derives from that. So that's nonsense. But so I, you know, I ended up in theatre because because of that kind of talk. But if you've not got someone, you know, you can go into brewing from science. How many science teachers are going around being, you could be a brewer, you know? <laughs> I mean, we've we've spoken about Rachel before, the yeah. one of the brewers at Heist, um, who made our first collab with Heist Happen. Um, literally, she got in from studying science. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just that thing that, like, I don't think you ever think about that when you're studying science or doing any of that. And you just don't, you don't think like, oh, yeah, this could lead me to beer. I just don't think that it gets to, like, beer as a career gets talked about enough to young people and I mean I don't know if like maybe in the US it's because technically you can't drink till you're 21 and and by realistically by the point that you're in school like going to uni you're 18 years old and you can't legally drink till you're 20 like of course nobody ever drinks before they're legally allowed to clearly um but you can't drink until you're 21 there so like by the time you legally hit the age that you can drink, you've already been at uni for a few years. Um, so no, and, and no, unless you know someone, I think in the beer industry, maybe a family member, a friend, yeah. or just part of, of, of an area where that would be part of the community. Like, I don't think that's something that people would speak to you about and would be on your radar. Maybe it's a bit more common now than like back when I was there growing up, but oh yeah it's just it's that thing I wish people talked to me about I don't understand how we managed to like tangent from talking about something as important as endometriosis jobs jobs in beer because I was talking about international women's collaboration brew day I know I just had a moment where I stopped and I was like how did we get here (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not hating it. I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah, like... both, both <laughs> things equally important. Mm. In their different ways. Yes, but yeah, we, we do talk extensively about International Women's Collaboration yeah. Brew Day on the numerous times that we've had episodes dedicated to that. So um, go check those out if you want to learn more about that. And um, so I think it would be amiss not to call out the fact, date of this episode or not, that werewolf beers are literally brewing a blood orange radler this week. They have invited anyone that wants to come out and help them brew. So yeah, so anyone that remembers, we spoke to Polly when she was with Solvay Society and she is now over at Werewolf Beers and she has organised this brew. Um, she did a really good series uh, for PMD Awareness Month where she posted a reflection, I think it was every day, and a photo to go along with it in some words. And it was just some really good stuff. Um, definitely worth checking out. She's Polly from Belgium on Instagram. Uh, so go read those. And yeah, I'm really gutted because it's happening on a weekday. So yeah, I we could could be there. <laughs> we would have totally been there. I would have loved to have been there, uh, but I can. Basically, they're going to raise they're raising awareness and um, for IAPMD who research and provide support for premenstrual disorders so they'll be doing that charity beer for IAPMD and yeah I I'll definitely if they sell cans of that I'll definitely get a can of it because it would just be really really good to try I'm we need um, to like go back to werewolf anyway and I still yeah. haven't gone because oh, you well, went okay, and so I couldn't go I need to go back right. you need to go, go for the we first need time. to like we need to get Rich and Polly and just do a podcast at, at the railway arch yeah, I, I mean, it looks really cool in the photos, and I'm just really gutted. That it's really cool. Go. If you haven't been to Camden and gone to visit Werewolf Fear, go do it. And then if you live in London, like, first of all, Camden, even though it can be a bit cheesy at times or whatever, can, you know, have the stereotype to it. Like, Camden is one of my favourite places in London, and it always, like, ha- it always has been since I moved here. I've always loved going into Camden. Um so that's obviously like a no-brainer. But like if you live in London, they're always putting on these kick-ass events as well. They're always doing like films or just yeah. different cool events and charity events and everything else. And it's like, oh, it's all on a weekday. Because London people basically embrace the weekdays and us non-London people just have to suffer and watch from afar. So if you can get this beer check it out and uh yeah definitely we'll we'll put in links to all the resources for the endometriosis stuff as well just just to help raise additional awareness as well so that is that one the next one this is quite a name this is quite a name to yep. to say i'll let you i'm gonna let you say it right you called, begin words better <laughs> it's called let's eat pies and talk about men's mental health and it is a black and white pepper bitter from mccall's brewery that they did a collaboration with with men's pie club and I like, I like the tagline of men's pie club which is local guys making pies yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah 10p from every can of this goes to men's pie club yeah um, what is they're... men's pie club i hear you ask yeah they're pretty cool they're pretty cool yeah. um they are in the northeast and they happen once a week and it's basically where men get together and make pies yeah Quite literally, it's exactly as you think it is. It's, yeah, it's it men is, making pies. It is local guys making pies. Um, it's to combat social isolation and to like get people together. They learn a skill. They get to meet new people. 
Um, I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, a lot of it stems as well from like mental health stuff as well. So yeah. it's improving mental health, really. So it's getting people together that would otherwise maybe, yeah. So the ta- what I really like, so what you, if you go on their website, it's for guys who live alone or just feel alone or need an excuse to get out more. So, I mean, that's nice. It's just some people might feel like a bit more reluctant to put, a bit more reluctant to go out and put themselves out there in that situation. So, um well done to them for being like let's get people together and making yeah. pies i just want to before i give you some facts i'm, I'm not gonna call them fun facts because they are certainly not fun facts at all it's very serious facts but i will give you some facts on men's mental health that i've pulled from mentalhealth.org.uk um, but before i do that i want to try this bit uh, mine's very foamy oh mine is not yeah mine's got a big big old head on it, it smells like a bitter yeah it smells really nice Mm. Ooh, it's got that like it's got what i really love when it has like that um bready quality to it like i just love bready bit like oh, i genuinely <laughs> love bready beers i don't know why i think it's just because i love bread so bready beers i'm like yes like i love it yeah it's got a nice kind of bready pie pie pastry yeah like a pie crust to it and then there's just a little little bit of spiciness from the pepper i said i reckon this would go really well with a pie. I bet it would. Or like, you know, you know what I'm thinking because of the breadiness. I'm thinking of like, do you guys get them over here like bread bowls? Yes. Where someone's like, you, you, you just you basically get, take a, a ball and then you hollow out a ball and then you put soup in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of bread bowls because I just think <laughs> I'd rather just have the bread. I don't right. really like soup that much. But right. <laughs> that's what this made me think of when you were talking about. Like, I bet it would go really good with a pie. And I was like, oh, bread filled with something and then for some reason i thought a soup bowl i reckon um, a sausage roll will go really well with this oh yeah 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 i think it is just one of those things that you just have like any like pie crust or like yeah, yeah the flaky crust savory flaky crust would probably just go brilliantly with it yeah i wonder though like um because i don't think it says on here so six percent as well oh Sick yeah no that's brilliant as well yeah um, very sessionable so we've worked our way up pretty much we've gone from like zero alcohol to 3.6 percent but no i mean it doesn't even it doesn't even say on here that they purposely designed you feel like they pie. might they must have done though don't you black and white pepper bitter that feels like it's been designed to go with a pie yeah it does a bit yeah just to quickly read the back of the label so it's men's pie club bring guys together on a weekly basis to make cook and eat pies the first rule of men's pie club is we talk about men's pie club and we don't just talk about pies we talk about loads of things things that really matter and things that don't food nation a newcastle based social enterprise is behind men's pen men's pie club the project was developed in response to the need for increasing levels of social connections and feelings of belongingness for men in the northeast so yeah they're on instagram at men's pie club and 10p i said at the beginning but 10p of every can is donated to men's pie club so yeah oh here you go please drink this beer responsibly enjoy it with your favorite pie and a mate chat about the flavors the pies and the weather we'll put the world to rights let's eat pie and talk about men's mental health so yeah that's a nice message so if we're gonna sort of look at the statistics for men in mental health i said i've pulled this all from mentalhealth.org.uk just a high level of of a few things that i'll point out so in england around one in eight men has a common mental health problem such as depression anxiety panic disorder or ocd so obsessive compulsive disorder 
Um, it's interesting because I, I think that there's probably a lot of people that almost don't necessarily correlate like OCD with being a mental health problem. I think people think of that as being like separate. Yeah. But it's it's not. Obviously, that that can play into, you know, OCD itself can play into yeah, giving giving you other mental health um, yeah. disorders as well. So I thought that was like interesting that they, they made sure to list that as well, because I think you just wouldn't necessarily thought about that one um so yeah i mean it does say here as well so this was last updated in october of 2021 so obviously this could have changed since but uh they do say here as with many mental health statistics it's hard to know the figures if the figures really represent what's happening um they can only tell us about mental health problems that have been reported and you know many cases do go undiagnosed um and and they've made a point to say it's especially true when it comes to men's mental health i do think that there's like a wider conversation we could be having here however we are not men so it's really difficult to have this conversation um because we're not the right just like you know when people were like oh maybe i'm not the right people to speak about you know international women's collaboration brew day or you know brave noise because i'm you know cis white male and and all that like we're not the right people to have the conversation but i do think that there is some levels of toxic masculinity that maybe drip into why men do have those struggles with being able to talk about this stuff and there's like a whole bunch of pressure that i think society puts on them unfairly oh yeah to be strong and not talk about those things yeah. and you know just shove it down and get on with your life and you know man up quote unquote if you can see my air quotes on the video so again we're not the right people to really talk about that but if anyone wants to have a conversation about that like I would love to have that conversation because I do think it is very very important to have it's just we probably aren't the right people to lead the conversation um but some more just some more quick facts so uh, three times as many men as women die by suicide uh, men aged 40 to 49 have the highest suicide rates in the UK so again this was as of October 2021 men report lower levels of life satisfaction than women according to government's national well-being survey and men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women only 36 percent of referrals of, uh, to NHS talk therapies are for men so whether that's because they don't really want to talk about it uh to get referred or you know they don't think they need it or yeah it's um you know 36 percent of the referrals being men that's like shockingly low in my opinion um but also yeah men are far more likely than women to go missing sleep rough become dependent on alcohol and use drugs frequently so yeah it's uh lots lots of uh lots of statistics there and then it goes on to say exactly what i kind of said which is why don't men talk about mental health which is you know society's expectation traditional gender roles like all these things so very important conversations to have um i don't know about you joe willing to have those conversations with people if they want to have them on this yeah, on this platform um and um as well because you know i know some of these things because of my day job but as well as men's pie club which is in the northeast if you are down south there is also something called a talk club which was started by um a guy and his best friend committed suicide and he realized that if him and his friends had just had conversations they may have been able to prevent that from happening um so he has set up groups where men can just come and talk and he has kind of, like there's a if you look them up i believe they are talk club on instagram um they have like little like a little pamphlet and it's like 
get your friends together, have a pint, talk about, just talk, just have a chat and help get those feelings out there because it's not a bad thing to talk about what's happening and, you know, important things, not important things. Talk about all of it. Yeah, I mean, there doesn't even have to be, you know, there's no pressure on it being like, uh, if you don't think it, it, I mean, I think it's the same thing for anyone suffering with mental health issues as well. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be something that you think everyone else is going to find important. If it's important to you, it's valid. And you need to talk about, like, I feel like I could do a whole separate separate episode on mental health issues. You know, from my personal experiences, you know, those around us is very important to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was what I thought was quite good when I looked at Men's Pie Club as well, was it was a very relax no pressure like come along if you want to talk talk if you don't want to talk you don't have to you could talk about anything it doesn't have to be about mental health it could just be about pretty much anything as long as you're getting out the first step of getting outside your comfort zone and feeling better is to just push yourself to do it and baby steps you know talk about whatever you want because as long as you're talking at least you can feel a little bit hopefully I think the goal is to feel a little bit less alone just by having a conversation whatever that conversation is so yeah I think um also saw in a similar vein someone had recommended on the craft so I so I asked crafty beer girls um if there was any I think I said at the beginning if there was any resource where I could find all these charity beers and I didn't really get a resource for them but I did get a lot of suggestions one of which if we're talking again about charities in a similar vein sheep and wolves clothing obviously had Matty on great dude great conversation um and he's quite big into the mental health conversation as well uh he partnered with Edinburgh Blue Bowls to create a lager and so their group is about men supporting men through weekly C dips <laughs> so they're promoting improvement to mental and physical health um at these weekly meetups so yeah I thought that was an interesting one um I'm not sure if that like if the beer itself goes, if anything like goes to charity per se, if, you know, I'm sure something probably does, um, but I couldn't find it for sale on the uh, Edinburgh Blue Balls group. I just found it on the Sheep and Wolves clothing page, um, but I just, I know that there was that collaboration there. So, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was, that's, that's that one. What's our next one? We have got Sell Repel. Um, and this comes from the Fuck Cancer Beer Project. And it's a collaboration with Burley Oak. You love Burley Oak, don't you? I do love Burley Oak. Right now, right. So here, I haven't opened this yet, but uh, I haven't opened it. I just heard you open yours. Did you roll it? No, I didn't. I must but... I'm going to roll it. I'm going to roll it's it. Not, I didn't think to. Them old smoothie sours. Are you supposed to roll them or you not? I know. I just, it's been sat there. I think I rolled it at the start and then it's been sat there and I didn't re roll it. <laughs> see what happens all right this brewery asmr this this non-brewery i did this the other day and it didn't actually do anything so into the beer so we shall see i'll just do a fun little swizzle this is the sorry this is the second set this was from the second set of beers from the cancer project um the first ones were all imperial stouts yeah yeah i believe they were actually with uk breweries and the second set was smoothie sours from 
the US. Now, this was a project started by David Laird in honour of his granddad who battled with cancer. I mean, I feel like we're at the point now where there are very few people who haven't been touched by cancer and someone in their family has had cancer and they've experienced mm. this, which is not a fun thing to have to say. Um, he dreamed up the idea of making this charity beer product, project that focuses on brewing beer to raise awareness and then donating to cancer charities. Um, I believe I he, he changes the with... charities up, to be oh, honest. Does. I, think I know one was... The first one was, I think, was it the uh, Cancer yeah, Trust? Yeah, Young, Young Cancer Trust, Young I think. Young Cancer Trust. Does this one say what this one's going to? Just various cancer causes. Yeah, I think it... I'm, I'm not sure... I did have a look and I'm not 100% positive if it's like um re like if it's like the US beers donate to a different charity or if he just yeah. picks a different charity every so often or if each different series effectively because yes. there are multiple series now so so like you yeah. said at the beginning they started off with the UK um Imperials uh so like I've got one here and that's oh, the yeah. Lot Clamond and Emperors yeah. I've got some of the other ones as well but this is the first one I could sort of grab I think I've drunk most of mine I just I had I had um I think I had this already once and it was really really good and yeah. then I was like I'm gonna save the other can of it and uh see how it tastes with a bit of age yeah so yeah there's the Loch Lomond and the Emperors there was also the collaboration with Old Street Brewery there was Farmyard Ales and then there was the Tartarus and Twisted Wheel Brewing one and those were all the Imperial Stouts but then there was also a Double Dry Hop New England IPA that was done um that actually both of our names. Oh, yeah, our names were in it. Did you get a can of that? Uh, I didn't get the can, no, I but I got a label. Oh, I didn't get either. <laughs> a friend had an extra label oh. and very kindly, Adam, thank you so that much, very nice. kindly gave me his label. So, because he had a few, so he was like, oh. I they, also have like, a, uh, they have a core range now as well, don't they? Yes. So I was going to say there was, so the, so that was the UK range effectively. Yep. Um, the US range was, Burley Oak, Drecker, Brewing Project, and Aslan Beer Co. So we got ours from Brew Export, who we did so spoken to. Yes. And um, we got glasses. We got the four pack and they came with a glass. I got the Brewing Project glass. And I got the Burley Oak glass. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've drank two of mine already. The only one I've got left, the only ones I've got left are the Cell Repel. And I love it. It says, get rid of those pesky cells. This That's is the only great. one I've got left. <laughs> And I've got, well, I've got Drecker as well, the double fruit smooth sour, the Zuck Cancer. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure which one. I didn't drink Mm. either of them because I couldn't remember which one you had. And I was like, have to save one. So, yeah, excited. I drink them already. (laughs) Um, This is amazing. So it's... Oh, my God, it's so... It is... It's one of the... It is one of the only sours more recently in the last, like... When I say more recently, I drink a lot of sour. So maybe in the last like few weeks, like a, let's say month to yeah. make me involuntarily pucker. Yeah, there's a real pucker to it. So it's um, just like your favorite childhood sandwich. I mean, questionable. Um, <laughs> this fruited sour is packed full of jammy raspberries, creamy peanut butter and fluffy marshmallow, bringing all your favorite memories into one can. Now, I'm not a peanut butter and jelly I love sandwich jelly. fan. But I will drink it in a beer, and it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> it does make you really—it's really puckering. There is lovely jammy raspberry, and then there's like a little bit of nuttiness in the back. I love it. I think people will probably recognise the Dream series, yes. anyways, and that's what this one is. J R E A M. J R E A M. 
I just quite I think dream. Those are the, I think those are the best ones that Bradley Oak do, personally. But, I mean, I, the only thing I'm going to contest with this is, like, I love peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Big peanut butter and jelly fan. This is an American brewery. And they've given me raspberries. Where is my grape jam? Oh, do you like... We do yeah, grape jam. I'm we do a, grape. No, I'm a raspberry Concord jam. grape jam. I'm raspberry over here. I'm team raspberry. No, I'm team strawberry actually over here probably. Oh, no. I love strawberries. So I'm <laughs> team no, no, strawberry no. over here. I'll take the raspberry. That's fine. Never a marmalade. I am never a marmalade person. No. I'm like, get out. If I want happy. orange, I'll have orange curd. But you don't see that very often. It's a bit special I'm good. Too. I am good. <laughs> All set with that. Not having it. But if this is meant to be a US classic... It should be Concord grape and not strawberry. Really? But I'm not being picky because it's for a good cause. So, you know, it is what it is. Lovely. But it is, re- yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it is really nice. And I do get like the raspberry, but like it is quite tart, tart. mouth puckering tart. And there is that complexity if you get it and you kind of immediately go, oh, that is tart fruit, very raspberry. And then you do get a little bit of the nuttiness, but I think like the vanilla, the way the vanilla, um, the way the marshmallow comes through is very vanilla. And it's like, for me, I really pick up the vanilla in that. And that's interesting because with such strong tart flavors, like that jammy raspberry, I'm surprised that it comes through so distinctly as it is for me. Cause I would have thought that See, vanilla would be lost. I don't, get do a lot the, I don't get a lot of the marshmallow, but I get creamy peanut butter when I breathe out. I agree that the peanut butter is more sort of like the exhale piece yeah. of it and maybe a bit of like the linger. It's in the old retro nasal there. But for me, it is 100% like jam first and foremost, very mm. tart jam first and foremost. And then this like layer of vanilla comes through and it's just really interesting because it just... I want to go make a peanut butter sandwich. Not overpowered. It's great. I'm being influenced by a can of beer. Oh, like the peanut butter is just sticking yeah. with me as well. It's like really, yeah, it's really just nice. Just like lingering there, and I'm like, I'm gonna go make myself a peanut butter sandwich. I've got Skippy. Oh god, yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, I'm used to UK peanut butter now, uh, which is like lower. There's like less sugar in it. Yeah, that's why I buy and, Skippy. <laughs> yeah, well, you can get it at Costco. You need you need that Costco. To I open can get it. At, I can get it at Morrison's. Thank you. You can get a big mega jug of it oh. at Costco. Like it I is. Mean, a Morrison's big now do the big jar. Like, it's not just a little jar, it's the bigger jar. So you oh. do, like, the big old tubs. I'll take you, I'll take a photo of, like, the, oh, the, big the, old tub. the big old tub of it. I mean, peanut butter, like, I've loved peanut butter my entire life. Um, There are points where I think my brother actually lives off of peanut butter sandwiches. But um, I did live off of peanut butter and, and graham crackers several points during my... When I was um, a kid, that was my snack. <laughs> no, that during, was my gem. During my uh, cruise ship career... <laughs> There will be times where it's just like the food is not happening. It's not that great. Where's my peanut butter and crackers? That that is that always is have what... a stash of cereal and peanut butter and crackers. That was literally like as a kid. That was my that was like my jam. That was my snack. Was graham crackers and peanut butter. My grandfather used to have like graham crackers and milk. I was very much like graham crackers and peanut butter. Um, I always say that if I was allergic to peanut butter, I'd be fucked because oh, yeah. I'd literally be like EpiPen to hand, a, I'm I, having yeah. it. If like, I develop it's a not... peanut allergy, no. We're, it would, no. It'd be yeah. the same level as if Gordon became lactose intolerant. 
I'd be like, take the wheel. Like, I'm just going to get my EpiPen ready and see what happens. Like, let's play a game of peanut butter roulette. Like, I just, I love peanut butter that much that I'd just be so sad. Uh, but yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter and graham crackers kids. And then that's like, now when I go back to the US, as we discussed in a separate episode, like, it's really difficult to get people, like, you don't really get graham crackers over here. Yeah. I have to have my parents, like, snuggle, uh, smuggle it in when they come visit or I sort of stash it away and bring it with. But then the problem is... I do exactly with those what I do with my beer, which is like, I want to save it for the right moment to have it at the right time because maybe I don't know when I'm going to want s'mores. So right. I just need to hold on to it. And then what happens is like, I keep them so long that they go a bit soft. Oh, and no. And it's like, I know, I know, I know. I tried to make my own graham crackers. Waste it. When I came over, I found a recipe. Can you do that? Is that like. Well can you like are you like I made my own graham crackers I'm like can you can can you is that a thing no because they were really soft like they were they were crispy but they were kind of like soft crispy rather than like you know our graham crackers a bit yeah. harder yeah they weren't they weren't the crunch right. there's a crunch like yeah there's you, a, crunch, you need to have a crunch and these it. were kind of a <laughs> oh that's a bit sad I was like oh I mean I like don't know if I, maybe I did them yeah they they were kind of crumbly and they went they kind of spread quite a lot which I didn't expect like I kind of expected them just don't think you can make graham crackers like I just think that as an individual well I mean I discovered that (laughs) as an individual it's not you personally but as a solo individual that doesn't own a factory with lots of like yeah with lots of like fake ingredients and everything else to put into it like yeah yeah no it didn't I I did not successfully make what I wanted (laughs) that's like when they're like oh you can make these like you can make these really healthy all natural like snickers bars and they're like you just do this and you use dates and stuff and so i'm like it's no. not a fucking snickers though no. is it That's it's not true. a snickers <laughs> i've also tried making crumpets oh those are too hard as well just go by the wardrobe ones <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like actually they came out right like those are also too hard twice Thanks. i've tried Beautiful. twice both times i was like no <laughs> i'm just gonna go by warburton's thank you very much if we tangent back slightly before coming all the way back around let's like take yes. a step back in our tangent to peanut butter and jelly you yes. guys never had like uncrustables over here did you what's that oh my is it like lunchables word no it's not like no? lunchables oh how do you even uncrustables so smuckers which makes gel like they make jam us jelly yeah jam yeah. um and they do strawberry or grape they made these things called uncrustables I fucking, especially as a late teenager to an early 20 year old, especially if you've been drinking, these are fucking great. Um, they are sandwiches where it's like the crust has been cut off of it and there's like the peanut butter and jelly and it's like full of peanut butter and jelly. Right. And then it's almost like with a pie, how you, I don't know how you, the word. Oh, so they've you, like crimped but it's like the sealed. edges. Yeah, yeah. It's like crimped it. all the way around. Right. On this and then it's like frozen which is probably okay. not because there's probably like lots of preservatives in it to make sure that it can stay frozen and be okay yeah and then basically what you do is like when you want one you just take one out and then you either let it defrost or you can have it partially frozen and it's really actually not that bad and then i've also heard from people that you can like make this is like i've never tried it myself but this is i've heard from people you can make french toast with it oh so it's like a loaded french, french toast, toast. Which, yeah, eggy bread, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But French I mean, your toast. French toast is sweet. Better. No. Oh, sorry. I was just no. going to go for it. No. I thought we were at the same time going to go not. one, two, no. three. Better. No. <laughs> no. No. 
No, I'm a savory. Oh, I read the key wrong. I read oh, the yeah. key wrong. No, I'm a savory eggy bread person, I'm afraid. French toast isn't, doesn't do it. I feel me. like we just need to do a, an episode that doesn't even have beer where we just drink beer <laughs> and we just debate food topics. Because can I just say, breaking yeah. news, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ask Rick, Oreo, biscuit or cookie. What did he say? And he was like, well, I'd call it a biscuit. And I was like, why would you call it That's a biscuit? That's what I said, isn't it? I, I said, said why would you call it, it a biscuit? And he, and he went, well, because it's a bit more crispy. Because when See? I think cookie, I think it's a bit more doughy. And I was like, you See? British people. There you go. You actual British people. You thought I was being mad. I just, British yeah, way. I was like, I don't understand. And then he was like, well, because it's not doughy enough. It's crunchy. It's crispy. It's, it's a See? biscuit. And I was like, I was right. What? So, yeah. I know that that was a total tangent away, but like <laughs> Uncrustables were great. Okay. And we just need to have a whole episode, just food talk. Where okay. It's nothing even about beer. It's just food debates. Send us Email your hot, us. hot take food <laughs> debates and the let Women's us Brew Podcast it out. At gmail.com. Let us know if you want to see the battle of the foodstuffs on a Women's Brew the Podcast. <laughs> I feel like this, to be fair, let's go let's go back around because i feel really bad that we're like tangenting on an episode that's about charities and really important serious yes. ones so yes. we do take these seriously this is not a joke no. it's just it's hard when you're drinking something so delicious to it's not so, talk about like what it, it tastes it like literally is peanut butter and jelly mm. or jam it's really good but yeah back back to back to the fuck cancer beers and, and their range um i've spoken to david like he's super nice guy he's really trying his best to make this you know successful charity that gives back to the right the right places and he's just like just a really good dude and the beers are really really good like all the the, the stouts i had were bangers the smoothie sours i had were bangers i've not tried his core range admittedly yet um but that's just more because i've not been buying I'm trying not to buy beers when they're not for a podcast or for something specific. So I've um, I've not tried those yet. So we'll see. If I come across them, even if I'm not buying beers, I'll probably still buy one. But um, but yeah, I mean, you can go to his website. We'll link the website. You can get merch. You can just donate if you just want to donate and you yeah. don't even want the beers. I think you can still get the, the, the US smoothie sours on the website at the moment. Uh, a few bottle shops had them as well, so check your local bottle shop. Confirmed, you can get oh, them. them, and they're on discount as well. So you can get a four mm. pack of the uh, Impy Stouts for twenty two pound at the moment, or you can get a four pack of the US ones for twenty eight pound at the moment. So they are bargain. I know, massive bargain. Or the core range of four pack, eighteen quid. So there's that. There's t shirts. The uh, Nipa with our names on it is four pound fifty. So. Go check, go check that out. And um, I actually saw while we're in the process of discussing sort of the the charity, because he's put on events as well. He's he's released, um, he's done like a release events for these beers, and just worked really hard to get them launched across the the UK, really. And um, he also announced back in May that they would be at the Midsummer Beer Happening. The beer would be served at the Midsummer Beer Happening, and that was a beer festival effectively from what i can tell which was based in stonehaven in scotland and i think it just happened this past weekend actually and they raised 65 grand for local charities so well done and if you're thinking of going it looks like it happens yearly from everything that i could see through a quick peruse of their twitter um i think it's been going since like 2014 or something like that um but if you're looking at going to scotland in the summer definitely plan it around there if you're looking at the basically the breweries that were involved in this it was a six degrees north had had beers there 71 brewing um chromati 
uh, just like skin with the fuck cancer beers they're fierce with their newborns overtone just trying to call it the ones i think people will probably be most familiar with vault city and then like a few that i haven't heard of and then there were some that were um not sort of like scottish breweries or anything but you had like a beer from polly's and from wyland and from burning sky and daya and track and pilot had a beer that was there even though they're scottish so i just don't think they had as many bits there um yeah there's a whole cask bar a cider bar there's a kombucha bar so yeah there was lots of uh yeah there was lots of um interesting stuff there so yeah if you're looking at something to do next june and you want to go to scotland plan it around that because that looks like there's some absolute bangers there so yeah and i guess i mean if we're going through really quickly charity breweries and events separate to this that are kind of still relevant at the moment obviously we've discussed better world brewing before which is the one that help endangered species we've talked about brew gooder which does the water charities um in you know the the impoverished countries uh queer brewing co i'm fairly certain we've probably talked about queer brewing co as well um proud beer which is the one that's on my list of beers to get but it's really hard because you have to buy bigger packs and it's really hard to justify buying a bigger pack of something when I'm just like I just want a few I haven't found anyone to really split it with that doesn't incur me like sending them to you for example um there's uh I've been told about Color Coats Brewery which donates 3p from every pint sold to the RNLI which is the Royal National Lifeboat Institution I recently saw on a Facebook page Spookton Brew Co which seems to be a new-ish brewery that's contract brewing um they are based in northwest England and they donate 5p of each can or pint to a charitable cause I went on their website. I couldn't see what charity in particular they were donating to at the moment. Um, So I'm not sure if it's one of those things that it looks like you could pre-order the beers. Mm. And I'm just not sure if it had been declared yet or if it was somewhere and I just missed them. Um, But watch that space because that some of them, you know, there's a few out there. They look interesting. So it'd be interesting to try for sure. And then there's Ignition Brewery, which... I particularly love it's a South London brewery employing and training people with learning disabilities for the beer industry so I hadn't heard of them and uh I, we got a message in beer guides beer guides in the city uh, thanks Joey Joey yeah Joey messaged and said um have you heard of this one and I was like no and I looked it up and as I was looking it up I was like oh my god that's amazing that they employ and train people with learning disabilities for like basically it's it's all sort of aspects of it's brewing beer it's like serving it's it's really cool so it's one that we might have mentioned before and I just completely forgot Mm. about um because it sounded familiar when I looked into it but it's definitely one that I want to try now for sure because that sounds really good so yeah there's loads loads more this is not an extensive list it was just ones that people specifically mentioned and I wanted to just call out the ones that were specifically mentioned to me so I've got to say as well um because I pulled this one out of my fridge mm-hmm. um if anyone's like in the Berkshire area at all there was also I forgot about this one so it's something to look forward to so that is a single hop session pale that my one of my local shops the hive 
did with disruption is brewing which is like the craft leg of ascot brewing yeah um so yeah so it says something to look forward to is a charity founded by one family affected by cancer to improve the lives of thousands of other families with cancer across the uk every time you buy a can of this passion fruit and pineapple pale ale treat you help raise money that goes towards free gifts and experiences for all these families thanks for your support and it looks like there is sort of a website which is something to look forward to dot .org.uk so worth checking out and if you are near Ascot uh, Brewing which is in Camberley or if you're near there you'll be near the hive as well you can still pick up cans of these so okay I just wanted to plug that because I remembered I had one in my fridge so I was like definitely one where we're talking about cancer charities that's worth mentioning (sighs) now we're moving on to the Uh, chunkiest boy of them all (laughs) Let this one till the end. Yeah. For a reason, because this is yeah. a hefty 10% Ugh. anti-imperial stout. <laughs> yeah, it's Mavka from Siren. It's the collaboration. Barbar. It's it's their collaboration with Barva. I had it yeah. last year. Well, I think it was last year. I don't know. I've lost track of the years. And this was pre the Ukrainian stuff going on in the world. It was just their collaboration. Oh my god, she was filling. It was, yeah, it was a filling. This we're going straight in. Oh, yeah, (laughs) is not stopping. Don't look back, never surrender. Pick three C's. Oh, yeah, I've got my three C's glasses, my Caribbean chocolate cake glass. (laughs) That's why I decided to have it in because it is, I'm expecting to be three C's. Spill it. The head on it is like yeah, gorgeous. Beautiful. Holds it very well. Like, I'll say that. I've got a big old thick brown head. It's not even tan. Like that is brown. Oh yeah, no, that's full on like um yeah. latte is what I would yeah. call that. Latte. Um it's a nice dark brown. It's like roasty. There's almost a bit of smokiness to it and some nuttiness to yeah. it. Dark chocolate. But a bit boozy <laughs> like it's like you can almost tell it's a bit boozy yeah so basically we picked this one to represent sort of the drinkers of of uh drinkers for ukraine oh dear that does not taste 10 percent. no it doesn't it's a that bit is, lethal isn't um, it? <laughs> that is a bit dangerous it's very smooth it's surprisingly smooth very for smooth. being so boozy yeah so yeah this was um i'm not actually sure of this one in particular yeah, it is. So this one is released for Drinkers for Ukraine. Um, it's just I know, so basically, I don't know, do you want to give the high level of what Drinkers for Ukraine is? But so um, so Drinkers for Ukraine, it was um, a group set up after the Ukraine crisis, which, t- frankly, why is that still going on? Like, there aren't enough words, and that's why I feel like... I'm not, in. I'm not a uh, keep politics out of beer person by any means, but I just feel like there isn't enough words in the world yeah. to express how I feel about it. So there's just no point in, not that there's no point in talking about it. It's like, let's focus on the charity because I can't say enough about yeah. my feelings on that. Yeah. So um, Drinkers for Ukraine set up in solidarity with friends and colleagues living in the Ukraine um, to raise funds for the Red Cross humanitarian relief effort um, following the Russian invasion in February 2022. There are various different ways that breweries, beer drinkers, 
cider drinkers, whiskey drinkers, spirit drinkers, everybody could get Cat involved. Rooms. Reading the, <laughs> Bars, reading pubs. the, everybody, everyone could get involved. Um, and the one that we're highlighting today is brewing a beer and selling it, and then giving some proceeds to the um, Red Cross Fund. They could also um, do online auctions, do fundraising, live streams, etc. There was a, much like Brave Noise, there was a recipe put out if people wanted to use a recipe that used um, flavours from the Ukraine. So it was a regular beer recipe, but they added beetroot because that is a flavour from Ukraine. Um, and actually, I mean, if you put it in a dark beer as well, I don't know. Have you ever heard about putting beetroot in chocolate cake? Um, yeah, I have heard of it. I've never tried it. because it's never been something I've wanted to try because beetroot is very specific <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah, it's quite earthy. But if you put it with chocolate, it actually enhances the chocolate flavour. So, um, so I'm told. So, so we're told. <laughs> um, we did. I did buy us because you can call this beer um like anti-imperial stout or resist i did buy tori's got the bottle there if you want to flash it for the video when i went to the uh fanet easter beer festival i grabbed us both one of these that's a big boy 750 mil bottle that's why we haven't cracked this one yeah. we've cracked a <laughs> which we've, uh, we've, we've cracked a mavka because we've got a few of those so yeah. it's like we can we can manage and that that was brewed in collaboration with a few fanet um breweries brewed that one um and that one has got the beetroot in it, but because that is a big boy and we've both got one, we decided to just go with the Mavka from Siren. And a lot of the breweries that have done it have actually done collaborations with Vava, who are quite a well-known Ukrainian brewery to us here in the UK. I mean, if you hadn't heard of them before, you have now. <laughs> yeah, um, and... I managed to pick up beers from Siren yes, because they had got a drop from Vava yeah, so they... as well. What happened was... They manage uh, one of the distributors managed to get the last of Vava's beers out of the Ukraine, um, and then have sold them. And obviously, they'd they'd paid Vava for them, so they'd got the money that they hadn't lost on that brewery, um, on that brew. And so then, various different places were selling them. I've got I got a few from. You got yeah. some from Siren, and you might have got some from somewhere else, but yeah, um, I got some from Siren, but um, but. Like I mean, Vava have got some excellent beers. Just here, I've got a Goes. They did an export, a foreign export stout. Huge range of beers. So if you still see anywhere with some Vava beers, go in and grab those because that will help as well. Um, but there are a, lots of different breweries doing either the anti-imperial stout or beers with Vava or beers that are just raising money for the humanitarian effort um i believe that full circle did a golden yeah. ale yep i've got it pulled up they collaborated yep. with vava they've done a golden ale you can't buy that anymore on the website anyways it's definitely sold out but um they've done they their interpretation people, so. yeah they did their interpretation of the ukrainian gold ale style it says brought the softness and balance from my usual pale ale and used a new yeast um and yeah they they've collaborated directly with vava for that and then um Another one that I pulled open that I just had up, up the top of my head was um, First and Last Brewery. They did oh, yes. Resist. They did a Resist as well, which was they did a stout, which I thought was really interesting because they normally do like lots of like their stuff's normally more forage. And I don't think I've really seen them do like a like a proper stout yeah. like that before. And I mean, they very well might have, and it's just that's not what I know them for. Um, so I was really interested to see if they were going to do 
like a twist to that but they've gone with the, the anti-imperial stout and i think that's like really interesting so i was thinking of trying to get my my hands on that as well so yeah they've added a, there's an addition of organic northumberland grown beetroot mm. so that's that's one that i definitely want to try to get for sure if you um, want to see what breweries have participated on the Drinkers for Ukraine website, which I'll put in the show notes, there is a list of breweries that have taken part and they are literally all over the world. Yeah, it's it's a global initiative, yeah. which is like like Brave Noise. It's it's global and it's just a really good thing that everyone's yeah. coming together. And I mean, that's it's what's in their power to do, isn't it? It's like there's very few things that are in that people are empowered to be able to do in this situation. Yeah. So anything that they can do is is what they're trying to do so i yeah. think it's um i mean a lot of them are quite you know they've done collaboration so this siren one okay there's no beetroot in it or anything like that but that's because this is a recipe that they sort of originally brewed in 2018 with Vava, and they remain close with them and a lot of breweries had a you know fairly close relationship with Vava. Yeah. so to them it's like oh a member of our family is hurting what like what can we do so okay let's do what we know how to do let's let's brew beer and and make money for charity basically so yeah it's a good one i'm i said i think i said to you like i've had vava yeah um the mavka collab with vava so um it was really good and it was just like super boozy but it was one yeah. of those ones that is like we had a can between me and rick and it was like by the end of it, you were just like, I'm full. Yeah. And that was like the perfect, like half a can was the perfect amount. So it's going to be interesting finishing this, but it is a bit lethal because it's so smooth and easy to drink. Yeah, it's really smooth. Does not taste 10%. This one. So buy it, drink it, but it'll knock your socks off. So be a bit careful. It's so like, it's so like full and creamy, but it's not. Like, it's not doing that thing of, like, coating your mouth in a syrupy way. Yeah, it's not cloying, is it? Which is quite surprising, uh, quite surprising, because I feel like beers of this characteristic, these characteristics tend to have that syrupiness to it, and it just doesn't, and that's what makes it even easier to drink. Because I think at least sometimes when it's, like, so thick and syrupy, like, you can at least slow down a bit because you're like, I need to take every sip, like, little at a time. This one's just so easy to drink. It's it's really lovely. Highly recommend. Mm. And also, you know, you're doing it for an excellent cause. Yes. So it's all revenue from this beer will be donated towards the campaign as well. So it's not even like a percentage they're donating like of all the profits they're getting from it, which is which is good. I think it's nice yeah. when breweries do that. So yeah. So I guess just to name some final charities that that we've been that's been brought to our attention more recently um what what people have shared with me in the crafty beer group uh crafty beer girls group for example so like bear town brewery it looks like they sort of regularly work with animals asia white brin true uh did say that they were brewing an amber ale with the heritage malts and 100 of the profits were going to fair share south uh southwest and I've seen that's a charity fighting food waste and food poverty issues by redistributing surplus food across the region. I think it's part of like a wider network. Um, yeah, there are fair shares around, all around. Um, I know Girl Guardian have done a partnership with them recently. And I've definitely heard them during my day job where I work for a homelessness charity. So, 
yeah the name sounded familiar and then when I started to like read about it I was like okay I think I've actually heard yeah. of this before so that was um that's a really good one um lost and grounded held an event raising money for street bet and they also had the cans you could buy those funky dog labels that that I love I saw it last I think it was last year I saw it as well and I was like there's dogs all over it I love it um and yeah so that that charity provides vet care and services of pets to people experiencing homelessness in the UK I think uh, I mean you'll probably know this more than I than I will but I I believe I read somewhere before as well like a lot of the reason why some people choose to be on the streets and sleep rough is because a lot of the places that they could go to will not take their pets in and yep well if you don't own a pet it's probably easy for you to say so just give your dog up then or give it to somewhere else because a life on the street is no life at all blah 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 like hear that argument all the time if it's your dog and that is your family member that that would be to some people like saying why don't you just like let your child go live somewhere else because it's better for your child and then you can go into a shelter like it's it's not as easy as just give my pet up so I think that's really brilliant that there is this charity that are helping those people out um because those people have probably made a difficult decision to be like I would rather stay with my dog um so yeah it's yeah uh, that one's really difficult because often it's like buildings with single rooms and you know there's no outdoor space so it's difficult to take in dogs and things but um, we really like it at Christmas because the uh, usually dogs protection send us some stuff so that the residents can give their like we've got one one project where we've got a little bit of outside space outside so we can house people who have dogs and dogs protection sends us stuff and then they can give their dogs Christmas presents. Oh my god, that's so sweet! It's so lovely every year. That is really sweet, but yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's great. They're drawing attention to that as well. Cause I think, like I said, it's easy for someone to say, why don't you just give your dog up then? And it's one thing to say it when you have no connection to that. It's yeah. another to have to go through that, to be honest. Um, and then obviously Lost and Grounded, we know, did the Brave Noise collaboration with We Are Beer for their festival beer. Um, and get that if you go to any of the We Are Beer festivals. Yeah. I feel like I was trying to be like, yeah, there's so many like big, uh, there's a lot of big charities uh, or big umbrellas. Like I said, you know, you've got the Drinkers for Ukraine, which is a big umbrella, like the fuck cancer beers, that that's sort of like moving across the globe and, and taking more people on. And I was like, yeah. I can mention Brave Noise a few hundred more times, but I also felt like I was like, hold back because there's other <laughs> things that maybe need that light as well, as well as this. But we talk about that a lot. So I was like, hold back. But Lost and Grounded also did the Brave Noise bit. So and it's delicious and you should you should have it uh abbeydale also said they collaborated with queer, queer brewing and out and about in sheffield on their unbeliever grapefruit sour so 10p per pint was donated to say it um they've said it's only available on keg at the moment unfortunately uh, but i did look and say it provides support to young lgbtq plus identifying people and those that support them um there's so many so when i looked into this charity as well there was like so many things that i could say were like amazing things to shout out about it but I thought we'll just if we can 
I don't know, Joe, I'm overcommitting you here, but if we can just post the link to, I've, I've saved all these links. If you can just post the links to all these charities yeah. for people to check out. Say don't delete it. this script because normally you delete the script. Don't delete this one. <laughs> I do normally delete I, them when we're done, but I, I will, notes. I will also put all the links that I haven't actually put up there for you. And then you can just copy paste across. Um, but yeah, say it seemed like they were doing like some really, really amazing stuff in that space as well. So I feel like, that is worth you checking out for yourself as well it's just it's really great and then abigail also said that they'll be brewing a dry hop pail on cask with a local sheffield charity called roundabout where 10p of every pint is donated to that charity so amazing excellent efforts people i said this is by no means even close like to we're a scratching the surface this, here this was just like everything we could fit into one episode and i've mainly like i said mainly just based it on um recommend things I either already knew or recommendations that people had given me so I was like call out all those I wanted to name as many as we could like we did uh some of our other episodes where I I wanted to name as many people doing the right thing as possible but we're still limited on time and on my ability to do googling when I have a work day so (laughs) brain not work good so yeah (laughs) anything else that you want to add to this discussion joe what's your favorite beer of the night what's your favorite charity of the night i'm not, I'm not picking a charity They're i know you really can't i was gonna say you really i was gonna say you really can't pick silly. a charity i was like favorite beer and then i was they're like oh let's politicize it um, let's get a charity they're all great <laughs> yeah they're all great i really i'm really enjoying the sale repel i'm barely out fangirl though so that's good i think the club water soda is a pretty good soda um and mavka's just dangerous it's dangerous it is really dangerous and the, the let's eat pies one as well I was, like, that but, one is yeah. so sessionable but i what? feel like the trouble i had was i didn't finish that can i skipped it so that we could yeah i could go back to it later and now the problem is it's just gonna be because it's so good at oh, what it is <laughs> but i think because it's so good at what it is compared to these really powerful flavors mm. i'm just afraid i'm gonna be like no i've ruined it by drinking too many different things and then go back to it no it'd be fun it needs a sausage roll though it does need a snack or a pie. for sure though because it just yeah. it pairs it will just pass so it's well a, yeah it's a pairing with snacks beer definitely yeah if you want a good snacking beer to get you snacking and talking that that's it's the beer one. for you that is the one I'm pretty sure it's still available it is yeah i've i've seen it in numerous places uh, they shouted I got... out a download the other week as well, didn't they? Yeah, you said that. You yeah. said that. I also saw people doing uh, a wall of death to the Venga Boys. So, oh. I mean, we can't we can't vouch for everything happening at download, <laughs> but that is one thing we can vouch yeah. for. I got ours from Elusive. They had cans, so always look for your your guest beers at your at your locals. So, yep. Cool. Well, that concludes that, Joe. Do you want to give your plugs? I can do. Um, where can people talk to you about charities you want to talk to me i've got a lot of fingers in different charities actually (laughs) so uh, if you want to talk to me about charities i am love beer learning on instagram facebook twitter tiktok and pinterest Um, i also have a website which has got all my lovely beer school stuff on it if you want to learn about you know what makes a black and white pepper bitter how did they do that come and learn with me at love beer learning that and the website is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and we also have an email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com if you would like 
to email me or ask me silly questions about things, I'll probably answer. And Tori, if people want to speak to you, where can they speak to you? Yeah, you can just find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. You can talk to me about charities or just, yeah. Beetroot. Beetroot. No, maybe not because I can't no. really commit a lot to that conversation. But you can talk to me about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Or charities. Yeah, Uncrustables. If you want to debate me on food topics, definitely come <laughs> find me on there. Um, and if you want to submit your controversial food takes for us to debate over. Yes. Or it could be controversial beer takes, whichever. Uh, you can send those in to a women's brew podcast at gmail.com. Yep. So uh, yeah. a women's brew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is now the podcast. Go it enjoy. is indeed. <laughs> and on that note, let's go enjoy these beers. It's been a long day. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>